Welcome in to another edition of the Tommy the Keg podcast, episode 438. Charlie here, Mitch on the other side of the Zoom, producer Lily sleeping on the job like usual. Uh, we have quite the show today. I, if you guys listened to yesterday's show, I gave you all the topics. I was like, here's what you're looking forward to. I was really excited. And I was like, well, of course, if anything breaking happens, maybe it'll change. Then it did. Aaron Rodgers gets COVID. Aaron Rodgers is unvaccinated to the NFL's rules. Aaron Rodgers, technically vaccinated. We'll talk about all of it. Go through all the angles. Why I think the Packers let Aaron Rodgers sort of roam free. The potential of watching Jordan Love against the Kansas City Chiefs. There are so many fascinating storylines about this. We're going to talk about them all. Talk maybe a little bit about Packers Chiefs. How to what, how what should our expectations be? Had an end of this one. We'll go over some NBA teams. Are they for real or not? In uh, preparation for the Bucks big game against the New York Knicks on ESPN on Friday night. And then lastly, we will uh, maybe talk a little college basketball and why there's no juice here in the state of Wisconsin. But we'll see if there's time. I don't know. Um, it's a loaded show. But before we start, Mitch, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm good. I'm better than a lot of people probably right now. Um... You know, as an unbiased observer, I just, uh, it's just, I don't know. Um, it's crazy. I, I know like earlier uh, on Wednesday, I went probably a solid two hours without looking at my phone, oh, which man. I mean, um, I wouldn't say is like unheard of for me, but like while I work, but a lot of times I'd say every, every hour or so I'm, I'm, you know, checking up on things or whatever. And, you know, checking up on texts and stuff like that. But I had gone a good solid two hours. And it seems like those are the days where, where you know, crazy things happen. And uh, that's definitely the case today. Um, <laughs> see, Rogers has COVID. I mean, it's kind of, I don't know. Is he, is he the biggest name athlete to get COVID? Or am I, I like, certainly like in the last, you know, um, I'll call it the last three or four months, you know, probably since the Delta variant. Right. Right. He is the, I, mean, I, I will, he, he's the biggest athlete to get it in the middle of a season where it's like middle of the season, yeah. right. Where it's like LeBron never got it. Giannis never got it. KD, I think might've had it at the beginning or he had symptoms. I think, and, I think he had it at the beginning of, right. Like beginning of last season. Right. And we've had, which is, which remember was only not even a year ago. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so. We had had a, had a few coaches, notable coaches who've got it. Um, Nick Saban, if you remember that, that was, I think, probably one of the bigger ones. That I think that would be the closest comparison, weirdly enough. Because remember yeah. how big of a deal that was? It was like the fucking president had COVID. Like everyone's going crazy on game day. All of a sudden, Nick Saban can coach. And it's like he had a weird testing schedule and nobody like checked it. All right. And it, everybody was playing by their own rules last fall, um, you know, last second cancellations of games, I think were also a big like thing that happened far too often at last year. And so this Rogers news is the first big COVID story in three to five months as you said, and then you doubled down on it and Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated by the letter of the law. As a friend of mine pointed out, he technically is vaccinated. He's just using an alternative vaccination that the NFL did not think counted. And so therefore he technically has a breakthrough case, but are we sure really what Rodgers used is can treat COVID? I don't know. You right. know, we don't, well, We're not scientists here. This is not the bottom the beaker. Um, the bottom line is he he didn't say he was vaccinated, which is which is the funny thing because you know I I obviously totally missed that press conference from August. I frankly could care less. Um, but you know what his status is. But he did say I'm immunized. Immunized, which is a tough one to say for some people. I feel like that's oh, yeah. a word that hasn't hasn't been hasn't been heard. But that's like classic Rogers to like to to do the just sort of the play on words, I guess, is the way he was what that is. I mean, where he's like, Yep, I'm immunized. 
and like right away people should have been like uh i don't know yeah it should have been a, yeah it should have been like a it should have been a i don't know if it's, it's, it's i don't know if it's just like the green bay packer beat beat people don't want to didn't want to push him or just kind of took that as okay like is he is he trying to use a, a bigger word or something because he tends to do that stuff in press conferences where he's he just is you know i don't know what the word is but he's, well, he's too he, smart like right, he's smarter right. than he, the average yeah actor. he acts like the smartest guy in the room um, sometimes and he kind of overdoes that and Rogers was very serious about this being a personal decision but nobody you know nobody asked him like an easy question would have been did you get the shot in your left arm or your right arm and did it like slow down you from like passing <laughs> or anything like that like that's kind of playful right like that seems yeah. like something Bob Demosky might ask but the Green yeah. media is Oh, and, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers is the quote unquote blame that he's missing this. But the fact that this story got underreported is 1000% on the Green Bay media. The fact that none of them did the digging, none of them did the research to say, hey, wait, is Rodgers really vaccinated? How did not any of those motherfuckers who are there every day go and talk to people who are Aaron Roger confidants and say, oh, wait, you know what? Maybe, or even Pat McKenzie confidants. So I, I think the biggest thing that's the takeaway is like, how did Green Bay let this happen? And you could easily say, well, it's Aaron Rodgers. But I'd argue Kirk Cousins was met with a swarm of bees when he decided not to get vaccinated in yeah. Minnesota. Carson Wentz, pretty similar, right? Now you're like, well, they're not. And Lamar Jackson, too. Well, Lamar Jackson might be the best comparison. Lamar Jackson also had his concerns about the, about the vaccine. That was kind of shoved under the rug. People didn't really care. People didn't but want he's to. also gotten it like three times. Right. <laughs> yeah. Lamar, Lamar just keeps getting COVID. So, he, so he it's kind of like, well, at this point, right. it's like, well, we expect it. Right, right. So what I think it is, and I just – Again, like, I can't believe how many people haven't really said this point, and maybe they have, and I'm just not seeing the right people or listening to the right people. But it's all clear to me, Mitch. It's all that they did not want to muddy already troubled waters with Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, you told us you're vaccinated. Great. We believe you. That's cool. We are not going to we're not going to check Pfizer, Moderna. We don't care. They wanted to provide as seamless of an experience for Aaron Rodgers because of all the stuff that happened this offseason. If the stuff, yeah. so let me ask you this question. If the stuff that happened this offseason didn't happen, if it was a normal ass offseason, would the Packers, would this have came out and would the Packers have sort of leaked this out to somebody maybe in September, October? trying to push Aaron Rodgers to get vaccinated or do you think Rodgers has prima nocta and he is kind of the king of the castle there and this would have basically happened no matter the year uh I mean I guess so you're, you're well I guess so you're suggesting that the team covered up that he was unvaccinated I'm basically? not I'm not saying that I'm saying the team didn't choose to do the research to pursue it Yes. Yes. That's well, what I'm saying. I'm saying they just ignore, they just sort of looked the other way instead of fine, whatever. We believe you because we don't honestly, want to piss I, you I off. Think, anymore. I think that's, I think that's what they should do. Honestly. Okay. I mean, like in my opinion, I just, maybe I'll get canceled and have to oh, get, delete fine, my Twitter man. account here tomorrow, yeah, but fuck it. it's like, I think like when you're talking about like the media pushing him to, it's kind of like, I think it's, it's fair to ask point blank. Like, are you vaccinated? But it's like, do we really need to like to go? It's it's just it's just it's so I don't know. Oh no, that it, I, it, I like it, that it it is the story, and it's like God, like I, you know, it, it we have to live with it as, as a society. I get it, but it just sucks that you know you hear nothing but COVID all day long, and then and then you're you know when your sports it it intersects so much now at this point with the COVID and everything, like we're we're trying to, to get back to normal. And I'd say we're pretty much like a 90% normal right now, which yeah. is great. And, but it, we still have to live with it. And it's like, 
I'm just, you know, you just get tired of hearing about it all day, every day. And then, you know, now, you know, why do we have to ask the, uh, an athlete? And I get that he's prominent, you know, even Kyrie Irving, which I was going to say is sort of similar, but Kyrie's more sort of a prominent anti-vaxxer, I guess. That's what he's known for. Whereas Rogers isn't necessarily anti-vax, I guess, but maybe he is. Maybe you can argue he is if he's not, if he's not vaccinated the, the old fashioned way, if you will. Um, or maybe he is vaccinated the old fashioned way. I don't know. Depends on who you talk to, I guess. But it just, I mean, I think it's fair to ask one question and, you know, and, and for the team too. And maybe the team, I think, I think maybe the team didn't want to tr- give him any special treatment per se. Like, okay, if, 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 uh, Alan Lazard isn't vaccinated, we're going to ask him. And he says, no, we're going to leave him alone. Rogers, we ask him, he says he's immunized. Okay. That's fine. Great. Just don't, just don't get it, you know, and, and then l- let it be. But, you know, I guess you'd like to see these guys get vaccinated. I mean, to not, to give their, to give their teams the best chance to, to win a championship, but I don't know, maybe it's good that this happens right now for Rogers and he gets, you know, he gets a couple of weeks off. I did want to duck in on your comment about like, we shouldn't really care. I, I, I couldn't agree more because like everyone was shitting on Aaron Jones when everyone's like, Hey, or, did you know if uh, Aaron Rodgers is vaccinated? And he's like, I'm not HIPAA. Or he like said like, I'm like, that's a HIPAA violation or something like that. Like, I have not asked one of my friends if they're vaccinated. I've never like, I know friends of mine who are are not vaccinated, who don't like the vaccine, who have strong anti-vaccine opinions. Am I not their friends? Am I not in their group chats? Am I not like I'd hang out with that person? No, fuck that. It's fine. I got the vaccine. I'm protecting myself. That's how I'm doing it. I feel like I'm safer, but I don't, need the agenda with my buds okay so similar to sports and i don't think aaron jones asked aaron Rodgers because none of them give a fuck hey did you get it cool no like think about the athlete the modern athlete are they really banging down doors being like hey get the vaccine no right, right? It's always the loudest people in the room, which are the people who are online way too much. The online nerds that never get off are the ones who are crying the loudest. And they're like, well, Rogers lied. No, he didn't. In his world, he was immunia. Immunia, I can't say it. Not going to try. And immunized. There we go. Third time's a try. And you mentioned Kyrie Irving. I'm glad you did. Because... I think Aaron Rodgers is in kind of the Kyrie Irving zone where, you know, it used to be the Mike Tyson zone. It was something Bill Simmons created where you could say anything about Mike Tyson and you would believe it. And you'd be like, oh, that's happening. Kyrie Irving's running for New York governor. You'd be like, oh, all right, interesting, but I, I get it. Like Aaron Rodgers is in the Kyrie zone, maybe not fully, but he's on the skirts. Like, if they're like Aaron Rodgers is starting to eat feathers because that helps him live longer, would anyone not believe that? I don't know. Just feathers. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, – it, well, I – go ahead. I think I think five years ago people would have been shocked. Yeah. I think uh, the last 12 months, um, Rodgers seems like a different person. So, you know um, – yeah, I, I, I kind of I can get down with that, I guess, because he, he seems so much more like enlightened over the last, I don't know, year, year and a half, you know, with with, you know, his new relationship and all that. And I don't know if he's just getting older and he just, you know, again, it goes back to the press conferences, too, where he's just so enlightened and, and smartest guy in the room. And, you know, he's become. Mr. Chill guy and kind of kind of looked like a hippie and I don't know a lot of people comment on it on his appearance over the last you know it seems like it has declined over the last you know again year or two where he looks much older than he is yeah and right. uh I don't know I think that's all sort of tied into that that idea that you have there where it's just it's, it just seems like he's he's not the same person he was 
when he was dating Olivia Munn, say. Yeah. And, and, it was, it, he was probably a little more straight laced. And a couple of things on the, first of all, on the old thing, well, number one, like Aaron, Rod- like I think a lot of these guys look old. It just doesn't help that Tom Brady looks like a fucking supermodel and probably gets Botox. So right. like Tom Brady looked younger than Peyton and Eli. And I think he was like, he's like their same age or maybe just a little bit younger than those two guys. And Tom looked like a spring chicken and the three of them were together. That's number one. Number two, I think I said this or someone else said this. Like quarterbacks, as they get older, they just get fucking weird. Like Brady, you know, had all his weird stuff. Drew Brees, you know, kind of went a little bit off the deep end at times. Like these guys kind of get goofy, but they just don't have like a lot of things to, to focus their time on. You hit a point of immortality too, pretty much. Yeah. Where it's like you're, yeah, you're you're untouchable. Yeah, you're pajama rich. Like you can go and go on any sort of private jet, wear well, pajamas. Not even that. Just like I mean, like you are a god in your in yeah. your in your sport. I mean, basically, yeah, and you're, for yeah, sure you're in deep. your in your community. I mean, in your fan base. So um, then you then you you know, yeah, the the, the quarterbacks you named are all time greats. They're you know, they don't – and the whole thing, too, I mean, the whole – just with with Rodgers and pro athletes being vaccinated and all that, I mean, they don't really live in the real world either. So no. keep that in mind, too. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's a great point, right? They're, they're taking private planes. They are – they're going – they're only seeing certain people. They are – they're just spending time – Like, has, has Tom Brady been pictured in a mask once? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't. He probably it doesn't apply to him. I, th- I think. At. I think I saw Aaron Rodgers in a mask heading to one of the games. Uh, there was a Cincinnati picture that people referred to. I think I saw another one just like on a Saturday scrolling when they do like the the plane pictures. But like none of his te- to go back to not to belabor the point about like Aaron Jones saying like I never asked. Like what two weeks ago. They were all out for Mercedes Lewis, Mercedes Lewis's girlfriend's birthday party. Like Hint Rogers, Randall Cobb, David Bakhtiari, Lewis. They, none of them care, man. None of it doesn't bother them. And maybe, you know, Bakhtiari's wife or Cobb's wife is giving them shit today and being like, Did you know this? Why were we hanging out with him? And you're like, Well, babe, I, you know, I never, I never had that conversation. But that's also very sexist of me to be assuming the woman would be the one mad about it. I don't know. Maybe the player would be too. But I don't think anyone's going to revolt against Aaron Rodgers. Like, we're going to get into a real silly season. Um, I don't like Phil Michaels, but as he said, like, a lot is being made over one test, one positive test, more than others. I think that's true. I think it's maybe the comments in August is what's leading this. I think people love picking on Aaron Rodgers. I just think it's become a sport. I'm not trying to say, oh, you should feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. I said back in September, the guy made this bet because he was an ultimate asshole over the summer. Then everybody looks at his team and is like, dude, why are you complaining? You have an awesome roster. You're not Deshaun Watson. Amid all the stuff that happened at the massage parlor. You have a great team. So why are you complaining? So I think people love taking shots at Aaron Rodgers, and this is open season. And now we get to see Jordan Love. And Jordan Love will – before we get go there, do you have any other final thoughts on the uh, the Rodgers stuff? No, I think, you, I think you summed it up pretty good um, right there. And I'm kind of excited to talk about the Jordan Love Angle. Dude, I am so excited for Jordan Love. I am oh. very excited because I think I think a lot of people are, and um, yeah, I mean, so should so be. should they should they be excited about Jordan Love? Is it oh, kind absolutely. of weird? Absolutely, absolutely. No, it's not weird. I mean, no, not really. It's 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 the the positive way to look at a shitty situation. Yeah, I mean, and 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 luckily you have, you know, this is this is now I guess the good side in a way to you know people for years myself included have said the Packers need to have a veteran backup but 
you know, how excited would you be about like, well, and who knows yet, but it might be early, but um, if Blake Bortles was coming in to play quarterback on Sunday, I know you'd be excited because you're a bar school guy and all that. It would be more he, for the, it'd be more for the BMs. Yeah, he's nice. Yeah, I know. And I know. it would not be not be very much fun to have a if Kellen Clemens was just we starting quarterback. Uh, <laughs> Chad Pennington. And shout out um, to Kellen Clemens, the GOAT. But um, <laughs> Banks. Or, Jeff or Blake. fucking Blaine Gabbert, you know, or somebody like that. Brent that was, like you would not be excited. So that, no. that's the good part about about this is that you you get a look at Jordan Love um, and real NFL snaps getting thrown in the fire. Um, probably woke up this morning not thinking he was going to be doing this. Um, and who knows? Maybe there's close contacts and stuff. I mean, we got I, we got a few days to go yet I, here before I the think, games. I think he's. I think they know he's okay because they wouldn't have announced him as the starter with a full throated confidence. I think they yeah. know. Like, so if you're vaccinated, you only have to get tested once. So what I would imagine is Love got tested Monday and it's negative. He doesn't have to get tested again until next Monday. So they're going to say, all right, we're good. And then we'll see what happens if at the following Monday, because that would be the seven day rule and they would be okay. So that, that has to go into some of it. Yeah. So I just... (laughs) People are classic Packer fans now. Now a lot of them are really, really excited, right, to to get to see Jordan Love. But you know, I don't know. I am too. But a part of me wants to see him throw, you know, two picks and and uh, you're such a and, and, and go fourteen of thirty three uh, for one hundred twenty yards, just just to watch the world burn. Because yes, right yes. now Jordan Love is is. Um, Oh, you know, we'll trade him for a fifth round pick or a second round pick. Uh, the Steelers. Oh, well, I'll give oh, Washington football team. Oh, yeah. Why not a first for you need a quarterback, right? Like he's done nothing. My guy, I my, guy my guy, Jordan Love bookmarks is going to clip this and he's going to play it for you when Love throws for 350 and uh, two touchdowns. Like he's going to clip this. And, okay. And I, I might, I'm just kidding. I don't know if he's going to throw. He won't. He won't have a really. He won't have a. He won't have a really shitty game, but he won't have a great game. Probably. That's. I mean, to be expected. It's not going to be. It's not going to be what I said. It's not going to be 14 or 30 for 100 yards and two interceptions. I also definitely not going to be 350. I have. I also think some of the excitement is due to the energy around backup quarterbacks with how well Mike White from the Jets played, how well Cooper Rush for the Cowboys played, how P.J. Walker was able to just hold the water for Carolina. Like, it was the backup – it was backup quarterback week in the NFL last week. So mm-hmm. all these Packer fans who didn't weren't watching the Packers because they played Thursday saw this and were like, well, if the Cowboys can win in Minnesota with their backup, why can't we win in Kansas City with our backup? I think, I think there's a lot of that going around too. And I think you'll hear a lot of callers next couple of days say the exact same thing. And they're right. And and like, I would not bet against the Packers. Like the fact the line is up to like plus eight for the Chiefs or minus mm-hmm. eight for the Chiefs is ridiculous. And it'll probably come down before we finish up. But that's crazy. Like the Packers are a better team than the Chiefs overall. Massive disadvantage at quarterback now with Mahomes versus Love. But they have a lot of skill guys. As long as Devontae Adams can play and maybe you get David Bakhtiari back, it, you're going to be okay. Well, that's Jordan just Love, it is every, everybody wants to see Love with, with the full complement of weapons. Yeah. I mean, I mean he, he looked, yeah. quote-unquote, okay in preseason with, you know, six stringers. Now we want to see him with. Devontae Adams and you know whoever they roll out there at tight end and Aaron Jones and yeah 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 and 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 look man I I think you know you say you want to watch the world burn I think the world's gonna burn either way on the good or bad spectrum if Jordan Love lights it up like and I'll say lighting it up is 275 three touchdowns, maybe he throws a pick because he kind of has the Mahomes gunslinger sort of thing. 
Ty Dunn's writing a long piece for Go Long. Like, it's it's odd. Like, it will be the amount of takes that will happen are going to be crazy. Bears fans depressed as shit that they're like, oh my God, we're going to have another 10 years of this. This is never going to end. And and, and people, well, maybe should they put Rodgers on the commissioner list? Should Rodgers, can they win without Rodgers for another week? Can they do this again? The takes will be absurd. Packers are still better yeah. with Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Let me, let me get out in front of that. But either way, it's going to be silly season, unfortunately. But as a podcaster, as a content creator, I fucking love it. I, I absolutely love it. And I know that I've been more on the team love side, but I, I feel like I have floated back to, I think Rogers is coming back just based on his attitude, based on commentary about Brian Gunacusi complimented Goody again on Tuesday at Pat McAfee's show saying like, we've been in constant contact. I've really liked the moves he's made. Like I do think, Jordan Love could get traded, but then all of a sudden it's like, okay, Philadelphia Eagles, you have three picks. They all might be in the top 20. You want to give one of those to Green Bay Packers for Jordan Love? Okay. Is one Kansas City game going to be enough? I don't know. But in a weird way, as much as Jordan Love will be shitting bricks all Saturday, there's a little more pressure on the Chiefs. Do you think that's a crazy take first off before I tell you why? No, because I, I, they're, they, a lot of people are down on them now. Um, They have a lot to prove. They haven't covered a spread in, you know, I don't know, two years. Yeah. So they, they have a lot to prove. I I mean, yeah, I mean the literally again, it's a lot like the Arizona game where, now there's no expectations. There's, nope. there's just for, for the Packers. I mean, there's, it's just, well, you know, whatever happens, happens. We're excited to watch Jordan Love. You know, last, last week against Arizona, it was, well, we're depleted. We have COVID now and, you know, you know, schedule loss and, and then you somehow pull it out of your ass. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I just think I just think there is you summed it up well, and I think the last thing I'll add is they they have a really tough schedule, so this now looks like an easy win, and oh, yeah. all you got to all you got to do is win, and we'll we'll see if they'll get it done. I think it'll be really important to get out in front in the first quarter. They can get out in front of the first quarter, kind of get their fans a little bit rustled, and maybe they're booing at halftime or something like that. That's that's how you win this game. If the Chiefs come out, Mahomes gets a quick touchdown, maybe Love turns the ball over early, and all of a sudden it's 10-0 or 14-0, it's going to be really hard to come back from. So it's yeah. amazing how the daylight savings time curse just seems to always get the Packers. <laughs> they lose this week. This will be 0-8 on daylight savings time in the last eight years. To me, it's an incredible streak broke down yesterday but they are terrible around this time of year i don't know why and there just must be some weird weird thing going out of the air you'd hope well aaron could have you know summoned the uh shamans for that one and figured figured out how to how to avoid it this time around i'll reply back to that with uh, two months ago you would have said this is the hardest two games of the season <laughs> and now it's now it's i'm just saying I would have, I would have said, anyone would have said that. Right. Oh, Kansas, Kansas City and Seattle, brutal. Yeah. And now, now you're looking at it like the, the Chiefs are a shell themselves and the Seahawks might not even have Russell Wilson. Yeah. You might, you might get to face Geno Smith. So if, if there is a time for this to happen, this might be it. I, I will tell I mean, you, right. You've, you've banked, yes. you've banked seven wins and, yeah. you know, probably shouldn't have won oh. last week. Oh, but Mitch, now, you're, that- now, now you're really glad you, that you did. That's a great that. no. That's a great point, man. Because this division is trash. This division is absolutely awful. The Vikings mm-hmm. are one more bad loss away from going off the rails. 
Like, I think the Ravens are going to crush the Minnesota Vikings this weekend. <laughs> I think the Ravens are – it's at Baltimore. I think Baltimore is – Coming off to, a bye. Oh, yeah. I think Baltimore is going to pump Minnesota, and Minnesota is going to be dead. The Bears, they're, they're just good not great. They're a 500 team, and the Lions can't win a game. So, God, I wish I wish I would have put a little cheese on the Philadelphia Eagles. I liked it, and I – I knew it was is a letdown spot, and I just didn't do it. That's okay, though. It happens. Such is life. We move on to the NBA. Um, it is an interesting time to be a Bucks fan. Giannis joke. No, uh, by the way, no, no score prediction for the Packer game. Oh, You're sure. Not there yet? No, uh, I want to see. Let's assume Devontae Adams is going to be back. I will not assume David Bakhtiari. I have the Packers winning twenty-seven <laughs> to twenty-four. Uh, dude, this is it's it's hard. It is just because the Chiefs defense fucking, sucks, I mean, man. I know, I know, and, and it's just uh, and they again they haven't they you know somebody pointed out I forget who it was but I, I guess I hadn't thought of it. It's like amidst all the Chiefs glory the last couple of years, they do tend to like not blow people out it's probably because their defense has been so bad but i mean it's been serviceable enough but you know now that the offense looks looks you know mortal it's kind of like you know you notice it a lot more um yeah golly but it's so hard to pick the packer just like it was last week i mean from an unbiased person you know from just from a non-kool-aid kool-aid drinker (laughs) non-green and gold glasses type person it's really hard to pick them just because you know you don't know what you're going to get from from jordan i know i know what you mean and you know it could be of course i could see the packers winning i mean if they come out and have the same type of game plan they did against arizona uh they're winning but you know the execution of that game plan is you know what what is ultimately that matters and I don't know. I could also see it being like 31-10 Kansas City. So, I don't know. I'll probably meet up. I I have to say Kansas City wins. So I just, I, you know, I don't know about eight. But, yeah, maybe like a 27-20, right. something like that. So I'll, I'll get down with that. Sounds good. Well, it'll. I'm really excited for it. Um, I really wish that I was doing – Packers Chiefs right into uh, Yellowstone, my new favorite show, but my wife is in Seattle, so I have to wait to watch Yellowstone until uh, till Monday, which is tough. Uh, tough scene all around, but we'll survive. And thoughts are with you. And thanks, bud. And if things go bad for the Packers, we have a Milwaukee Bucks game on. Turn on the Bucks and Wizards, starts at five o'clock. So you have that. You have that little morsel hanging out there. Probably watch it on delay myself. But the Bucks are in action this weekend twice, uh, the Knicks and the Wizards. They've gotten a lot of time off this week, which has been kind of nice. God knows they need it with all their injuries. No one knows if we're going to have Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton all back on Friday night against the New York Knicks. I think we all hope so. Uh, the Knicks have kind of taken a step back. Everyone got all fired up about the Knicks start. Knicks tape. They just got blown out by the Indiana Pacers tonight as we finished taping on a Wednesday evening. Yeah, 13-point loss. Yeah, uh, they were not in that game from the start. They were down 14 in the first quarter, and they never they never made it a game. Uh, so, they, so, yes, you're right. 13's not, like, blown out, but I, more like the – they just have not looked good in a few few games now. They lost the Raptors, similar situation, where it wasn't a blowout, but the Raptors pretty much controlled that basketball game. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with the Knicks. Why not? Because, But I want to get into a couple teams where I'm like, are they for real? Are these teams trash? It's, or is it Charlie? It's two weeks, and I don't know yet. Um, and I'll start with the Knicks. Knicks are a – Top 10 team in that rating right now uh, before tonight's taping, 4.5. Very good 
offensive team. The defense has not been that great for the Knicks so far. So, Mitch, would you say Knicks for real or kind of trash? For real in terms of top like four. Could be a top, top four, four seed. Yeah, yeah, let's use top four as the barometer for for real for the Knicks. Probably, they're probably not a top four team. Never were. Probably never will be. Um, they're better, I think. I mean, man, the East. There's like no cakewalks. I mean, no man. Except for Orlando, and you saw Detroit. Obviously, is a disaster. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I thought the Bucks would lose that game, but you know, I just, I just the the vibes around the team. But, um, Detroit wouldn't let that happen. So, uh, yeah, the Knicks. I'm, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't really trust Kemba. They don't, they don't have like a crunch time scorer. And not that, like, the Bucks have necessarily, like, one guy where you're like, oh, but, I mean, they have three studs. So, yeah. it you know, somebody will figure it out and probably Giannis. But the Knicks have Julius Randle. They have a lot of trouble closing games, I think, because of this. Yes. Where, you know, Derrick Rose is not, you know, it's not 2009. Yep. And Kemba is – one of the more overrated players in the NBA. He's, oh, he's yeah. not Westbrook, so he's not he's not the most overrated player. But no, um, he's 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 on the Mount Rushmore. The and Knicks, the Knicks are as about as good at closing games as I was closing women uh, at the pickle back in my uh, heyday. Um, that's right. basically it's the Knicks. A lot of Dave Bush vibes. <laughs> they just they <laughs> they cruise through three quarters, and then it's just. It's hang on your butt for the fourth yeah, oh, yeah. a lot of times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're uh I I would tend to agree. I think they're still kind of a mediocre team. We'll we'll do the Wizards, although I I they're for real ceiling, I would say sixth in the east, or are they just kind of what the Wizards are, which is a playing team. I like the Wizards because they're really deep. Yeah. Um, like I don't even think Corey Kispert plays. And that's crazy because that dude, I think, is really good at basketball. Um, but they, too, don't have, you know, they say Bradley Beal is a really good number two on a team. Like, he's kind of that, like, kind of a Ray Allen where everybody knows him. Everybody thinks he's awesome. Everybody's, you know, he's a great scorer, but he's not ever going to be a number one option on a, uh, a true number one option on a championship level team, or frankly, yeah. even probably a, a top two seed in the East. So that's an issue for them. And I don't know, they're, they might be too deep where there's guys that, you know, they got all these guys for Russell Westbrook that were, you know, basically the entire Lakers bench the last couple of years. And, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's possible I, to be too deep. So I, I, I thought yeah, about that no, no, here. But. No, 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 you're right. There, there is that. I mean, uh, I was listening to Bill Simmons today talk about like the 240 minutes theory that you only have 240 minutes to play. And sometimes you just have too many guys. Like he wondered that about Atlanta. Well, I'm not going to talk about, eh, maybe talk a little bit Atlanta, but he did wonder, you know, if, if there is that, that, and it could be the case with Washington. I mean, I think with Washington, it's just going to be, it's going to be how they shoot, right? Like they were eight for 32 tonight when they went Wednesday night, they lose to the Raptors at home and they only score hundred points. They're eight of 32 from deep. They have guys who can all shoot like Bradley Beal, obviously KCP, Dinwiddie, Kuzma, uh, Raul Neto can have a moment. Kispert, as you mentioned, has as a Denny Ajba, like they have dudes. But they gotta they gotta have the ball go into the basket. Like they're a team that could make 33s against the Bucs, and we just chalk it up to an outlier game. And I don't think any of us would be surprised. I do like their team. Montrez Harrell will forever be my guy. I know Montrez Harrell can't play in the postseason, so that's why I don't want him on the Bucs. I just like him. I'm glad he's on my fantasy team. I got roped into a fantasy basketball league. Did I tell you this? Yeah, he did, I think. Yeah. I had Fred Van Vliet too. It was an awesome game. No one cares, but it, awesome game from Fred. 
Okay, Miami why, Heat. Why do you think that? Why, why do you think Harold can't play in the postseason? Is it because ah. like it's like a like a is like because he tries harder than everyone? And it just kind of that doesn't really work in the postseason. I, I think he can't. Def- I, I I think he can't defend. I think just his size, like he's a weird fit. In a in a weird way, you know what Montrez Harrell is? He's kind of Bobby Portis. He's a bigger yeah. Bobby Portis. He's not. He can't shoot like Bobby. He's a more physical Bobby Portis. I think yeah. if you put Montrez Harrell with the Bucks and had Giannis there or Brooke, I think Montrez Harrell would be fine in the postseason. But they're kind of one of one. Trying to think who else, like AD, he couldn't play with AD. That's also because AD is kind of a bitch and doesn't want to play center. So that's right. more of an AD thing than I think it is a Harold thing. Um, I did, maybe Aiton, he could play with DeAndre Aiton, then that would be all right. Because again, similar. I hate playing Harold when he plays when he plays against the Bucks. He's very annoying, but I love him. One of my favorite favorite guys to watch in the league. I've been that way for a while. I liked him in college too. I don't know. Just as a as a game that I appreciate. That's a good DraftKings nights with Montrose Harold too. So I think that helps. You know, it's just old habits die hard. All right. Continuing on. I got a few more. Um, we'll be trying to be quick. Miami Heat. Everyone's talking about the Heat. Everyone's coming themselves to the Miami Heat. Heat culture, it's back. Fair mm-hmm. ceiling probably for for real is like a one seed. Mitch, do yeah. you think they're for real, or do you think that it's just just they're starting out hot? I mean, yeah, they're they're for real. Oh, I think that okay. I think I think they're I think they're pissed off. I, I think they're I think they're doing the um the fuck the world tour. Oh, yeah, and some people thought they could they okay they're old they're not going to take the regular season seriously, but I think they're 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 doing the opposite. I think that they're they're trying to they're pissed off. I think and they're trying to. You know the Bucks. The Bucks punked them, um, much like they did to us. So now it's you know now they're swinging back, I guess, and you know they're kind of they're doing the opposite of what the Bucks are doing right now. I mean, you know, Brooke Lopez plays the opening night and suddenly has a back injury for for two weeks, um, and you know the Heat are, I think, tiring themselves out a little bit. Maybe at some point they will they will pump the brakes a little and. But I don't know. That's not really their not their style. They are pretty I, old. I but. will just I will point you to Dean Manat, all the Bucks, our guy. We quote him a lot here on this show. The Heat in in his with his early shooting luck trends, the Heat are both lucky and they have bad distribution, which most likely means the Heat will regress. That the Heat have basically really been shooting the ball well. They're well, not allowing a ton of threes, and right. that at some point that's going to even itself well, out. I think Tyler Hero not being able to miss really helps them. Yeah, I mean they've figured out a role for Tyler Hero, which again, Eric Spolster is a good coach. I'm not surprised. But to your point right. about them being old, you're right. They don't have an off switch, but these guys at some point, how are they going to all stay healthy? Is my question number one. They could be the one seed, and they could run through Miami, and fine, fuck them. I don't care. But at the same time, I I do think there is a little bit of, like, it's not entirely like they are the team. I think more of the discussion then is, is it Miami, is it Milwaukee, Miami, and then Brooklyn, Atlanta, versus is it Miami, then Milwaukee? I know what the Bucs are going through injury-wise and Miami deservedly should be the number one team in the NBA if you were doing the power rankings today. But it's we got a long way to go. So I'm not I'm not entirely there yet with uh with Miami. Right. Well, the la- the last team, Chicago Bulls, um, will put their ceiling at a four or five. What do what do we think? Are we are you buying the Bulls? Oh, you're not. You're not. You're not going three like like Michael. No, uh, we can do three. Fine, we'll do it for our guy Mike, who said the Bulls Bulls ceiling yeah. is a three seed. That was after one game. He said that. Which yeah. I would say that looks a little more likely now. Yeah. Um, it's easy to say that when they're six and two. I do believe they lose. They lost to the, the Bull or the Sixers. 
they had another spirited fourth quarter comeback, but yeah, they fell fell short. They lost the Sixers tonight. Yeah, I mean, you can't do that every night. Um, no. I mean, I think it's realistic that they could be a top four seed in the East. Um, you know, again, all this, we're, you know, six months away from. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this will be so funny. Like, it's like, hey, no. remember when we thought the Bulls were, were a three or a four seed and now they're nine? Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I think with the Bulls, I'd just be curious to see if they're able to, you know, teams are able to crack through defensively. Like right now, the Bulls defensive rating is a 101. That's really good. 100 is kind of average. So I shouldn't say it's really good, but for what you expect from the Bulls, you thought the Bulls were going to be the worst defensive team in the league. Bulls giving up 130, you know, all this stuff. Now I know there are a lot of reasons about why scoring is down, the ball, the lack of fouls. And honestly, it has made it, I think, the better brand of basketball. I've, I've really enjoyed what I've watched in the NBA this year so far. Um, but yeah, and so maybe that's part of it. Maybe this, like, once they figure out the ball, once players figure out how to draw fouls in other ways, maybe that Bulls defense kind of starts fading. But yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm just they, I'm trying to figure out how they're how they're even like passable on defense. I, I don't know. I, I I don't get it. I mean, the Sixers like Caruso. Caruso is a good defender. Yeah, and and I, maybe maybe we undervalued Caruso just because of who he is, right? He is this gym well, rat. He's every white guy superlative that you can pick out of the book. I don't know. Maybe ugly as ugly as hell. Oh yeah, I mean, but. You know, he he gets more pussy than the whole city of Milwaukee combined. Yeah, so, he gets, I mean, gets more you know. more tail than a toilet seat. Right, exactly. Yeah. Said that much more eloquently than I did. Um, but <laughs> the uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it'll be really the Bulls are one of the teams that is definitely like on my radar. It's also on my radar because they they've won four straight games. Is like the Raptors. Like, are we really going to do this shit again with the Toronto Raptors? Like, are the, the Raptors really going to be this pesky-ass team that hangs around? Like, I'll tell you right now, I – and it's, again, very early. I do not want the Raptors anywhere near where the Bucks are, like, seated. So, like, I – Bucks are, like, a two-seed. I do not want the Raptors at seven. Not one bet. No, sir. That team – that team, like, is not – not great. I mean, you know, it's – OG Ananobi, it's Van Vliet. It's what's that? Wasn't that that was definitely me with Miami last year? Yeah, and that's true. You were you mainly were the one who was more like, ah, don't worry about them. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's very true. No, I don't know, like, like if you look if you look at Toronto, uh, I, yeah, it's just a lot of tryhards. Yeah, and you, uh, and, you also. Oh yeah, it's definitely a lot of tryhards. I mean, Sam Decker's. Let's up look at let's look at who they've beat. Okay, I can do that with you. Indiana uh, twice, Orlando by one point, and then at the Knicks, okay, decent beat, win. Beat the Celtics too. Celtics, I would say not a great win, but they beat the Celtics. Oh no, they yeah they beat the Celtics right yeah they buried them. Yeah, they buried Celtics. Um, so now, upcoming, they play the. They play the Cavs. Cavs, I, I, Cavs are sneaky. Cavs are, Cavs are going to yeah. give the Cavs are going to give the Bucks some trouble. I'm not saying they're going to they beat are. the Bucks, but that's a bad kind of a bad matchup for the Bucks with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Although Giannis does shit on Jared Allen, I think Giannis has bumped on Jared Allen at least three times. Probably. Yeah, but you throw Mobley in there, that's that's going to be yeah. Kind of sucks. The Cavs ended up with him. I'll say that. Yeah. They, well. I mean, it would have been either the Cavs or the, well, no, it was the Pist, the Rockets. I, I still have no idea why they're, I saw some Jalen Green highlights yesterday. He looks good, but like you were, the Rockets were built on big men. Like, how do you not draft Evan Mobley and just sell it as the next Akeem Olajuwon? Isn't that the easiest fucking thing in the world? Like, do, do people just not have my marketing brain, Mitch? Well, because he's not the next Akeem, but. Um, I mean, uh, Jalen, Jalen Green is, I'll just say this, Jalen Green's the quintessential uh, 
2021 house of highlights 19 year old basketball player that is just gonna shoot step backs and and spin moves and just do a bunch of unnecessary bullshit that is gonna look cool and whatever but i don't know if he's the most entertaining person in, in my book like i mean it's like oh do you like james harden well here's dalen green like, yeah, that's that. That's a good point. Look at your marketing brain working. Some so, say you wouldn't have one, and you're just you're pulling that out. That's we'll not marketing. See. That's that's a, that's the old that's the old head take. Yeah, right there. fun. That that's the cap and old head take of the day. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, any other teams that have caught your eye before we uh, before we kind of wrap up, put a little bow and talk about just touch college basketball before we're we're out of here. Uh, no, not really. Charlotte's fading. Uh, Celtics are a mess. Um, the media kind of liked that one a little bit today. Some yeah. The comments from Market Smart. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I don't uh, know. It, it, in a way, you, you kind of like to hear a, a player do that. I, I don't know. Maybe not. I, I think their I think their construction of the Celtics doesn't make any sense. I think the Celtics really needed to get. Up, uh, kind of, uh, you wouldn't get him obviously because we signed him to a long term deal, but they needed a Drew Holiday type to kind of run their offense. And they just don't have it. They don't have that guy who can kind of be the captain. They have no, they have no real leader on that team right now. And, and they are, and that's why I think they're struggling. And I, I do wonder if, if it just makes sense to say this Brown and Tatum thing isn't working and we got to trade one of them. And I, I honestly would argue maybe trading Jason Tatum makes more sense. I just think Jalen Brown is a more versatile guy. That player. Can, yeah, exactly. I just think you can work Jalen Brown with more dudes than you can with Jason Tatum. Uh, that's just yeah. my personal opinion. I think that is totally subjective, though. I think there would be people who'd argue, no, you have to trade Brown because of this, this, this about Tatum. I, it's horse piece, in my opinion. But, yeah, I, I don't know if Boston's – I mean, two weeks in, but I don't know if Boston's ceiling's higher than a six seed, might, maybe a seven seed. It's not, it's not going to be good for, good for Boston. I mean, is Tatum the next, like, Carmelo? Oh, Ooh, that's I, I actually love that comparison. That's not a bad one. Like good scorer, pretty good size guy. Um, but I don't know. Does he? Do they? Are they just? Is are his teams just a forty-eight win cap? I mean, yeah. I don't you know, know. You know, we're gonna get some hate mail from Shannon after you say that. Like we're gonna. I hope so. Oh yeah. No, we we might just need that. Like I might just need to moderate. Uh, debate between you two about Carmelo. Like Shannon's very, very biased about Carmelo. Well, yeah, and I and I'm not. So I mean, yeah. Well, I, would, well, I would get I would get crushed there. And the but. and the coinc- the coincidence is is like you have some love for Syracuse basketball. Like, yeah, I wouldn't know if you call yourself a Syracuse basketball fan, but you like them. You've cheered for them in the past. Like that's the ironic thing. Yeah, I don't know. Is it, so. I just think he's just overrated. I mean, that's all it is. I know. I know. He's, I know. Up, he's up there, too. He's, he's with Kemba and, and Westbrook. <laughs> if the Lakers just could have got Kemba, too, they'd have – wow. The, the overrated – more, a, more, a more overrated team than they already have. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Lakers – Lakers are an interesting one, Matt. Not yet. I don't have – Laker takes at this point. I don't think any of us should really have Laker takes until at least, I don't know. Well, December. They're five and three. They're five. They're five and three now, but they beat the Rockets twice. Who at home? Who are yes. you know the Rockets are probably historically bad. It was nice of the NBA to give uh, the Lakers back-to-back games against the Rockets. That really helping, really helping things out there. I also uh, think I think the Timberwolves have played seven of their eight games at home. Oh, they played one game on the road. Good, good to keep in mind. And that was against the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, we were taping that night. We were like, "Oh, we'll just tape Timberwolves game, whatever." And we just get shit housed. Then we try to come back. That was that was almost worse. I hate when that happens in basketball. Nothing just drives me more crazy than like 
the dictates of trying to come back in, in sports, really. But I, I feel like basketball is almost the worst one because of the ability to shoot threes where it's like, we talked about that with blowouts, right? And it's like, okay, just make a couple more threes. We're in this game. Like, oh, my God. And it's not like baseball where you're down four or five runs. And it's like, well, maybe get a couple hits, home run. You got a chance. Or football, you, you know, you need this touchdown. But you also – like basketball has the, the highest opportunity to maybe come back and win. And I hate, I hate when I get teased like that. It's never fun. Just rather lose my 15. Fuck it. There's a lot of sad sacks of shit in the Western Conference. <laughs> yeah. The West stinks. It's not good. Not right now. At least the way it started, it's not good. Like, it's um, even like the, the, the supposed playoff teams, do they really do a lot for you? No, I mean, not really. Utah kicked the Bucks' ass up and down the court every time. So I guess I can't really. Yeah, but Utah, really Utah didn't really play that well in that game. That I think the Bucks win no, that didn't. game. I think the Bucks win that game if they have at least Middleton or Holiday. Maybe even just having Brooke Lopez, they win that game. I don't know. They potentially. It was not a great match. It was not a great uh, Jazz performance. Um, I had I thought I had something else before this, and I I can't remember now. It's okay. I was great, good comment on the West. As we wind down, I can't believe that college basketball starts next week. I kind of, it snuck up on me entirely. I was like, holy shit, Tuesday, Marquette, Southern Illinois, Edwardsville, uh, battle. Feel the noise, baby. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know who the Badgers are playing. Pardon me for that, for their first game. I'll look it up as I'm talking. But they're they're just, is no excitement. I feel like from anybody about college hoops. And I realize that college hoops is not that popular, but I feel like it has to do with both of the teams being kind of they play St. Right? Francis. Oh, the mighty flash of St. Francis and their flash. The mighty, the mighty terriers. The mighty terriers of St. Francis. St. Francis, Brooklyn. There's also St. Francis uh PA as well. So and St. Francis, Wisconsin. And then uh, then Wisconsin has, plays Green Bay on Friday night. Well, Friday night hoops. And then they, uh, then they play Providence. And then they're in the Maui Invitational, which is not in Maui. It's in Las Vegas. I think due to, like, COVID shit. So that's interesting, uh, to say the least. So that's kind of what, what we're looking at. There's your, your Badger report. But they're not going to be that great this either. And so I just think that no one's excited about this season because it's just kind of a meaningless, not meaningless, but there's not a ton to look forward to. I think for, for Marquette, it's a new coach. You get to kind of be like the whole year's house money. We have a bunch of young guys. No one's expecting much. I think you'd like to see some improvement from Steve Wojciechowski's in-game coaching, which was an abomination. But other than that, I don't think anyone's going to really be affected win or loss. And, you know, maybe if Marquette starts out hot, let's just say they win the first four or five games in the Big East season, then you might have people starting to believe all of a sudden they're showing up in bubble watch. It's like, hey, maybe this team's a little bit better than expected. And then that's where you get let down. And it's like, okay, they run out of gas because they're a young team. For the Badgers, I, I've I've been on the hill of Greg Gard. The more Greg Gard stays, the better it is for Marquette. And I, I still feel that way. And I know some ardent fans like Greg Gard and want to keep Greg Gard and keep the establishment, but it's it's been it's been tough. Last couple of years I realized he got there, but they just kind of have this Herb Cole Bucks vibe to me of like if it all works out I mean the Kobe King thing they galvanized around and won the Big Ten championship and might have been the hottest team heading into the NCAA tournament if it doesn't get canceled by COVID but that was a, a good six weeks other than that what really has there been for Greg Gard in the last couple of years so I know you're not a big college basketball fan but like 
what do you do you think the juice is more of the mediocreness do you think it's more of a box thing like where where do you think because i i'd assume that it you also probably are surprised that college basketball starts on tuesday yeah i didn't realize that but i mean honestly the first couple games don't really i mean i guess they count in the standings but a lot of them are just pure cupcakes and it's like oh wow you know kansas played you know Pepperdine and just, you know, just destroyed them. It's it's a it's a tune-up. I guess it's probably more in your Maui Invitational, kind of like you're around your Thanksgiving. Yeah. Where I start to start to kind of look at it um, as a as a casual. And I don't know. I mean, it's all the above, dude. I mean, you know, the Bucks, Bucks getting getting you know winning a championship and all that. You'd think would put a few more eyeballs on them and yeah, you know, the Badgers have had a pretty good run the last 10, 15 years now. And I don't know, this might be, might be one of the, you know, the, I guess the start of the end. I don't know. Um, but they're pretty young, uh, except for Brad Davison, who's on his, you know, third contract um, with the team. But I don't know, at some point you just have to, have to rebuild, I guess, as a, as a program. And I don't know. I don't know if there's just, I don't know, are people down on, on, I mean, I think people like college basketball no matter what. Like, there will be people watching Wisconsin against St. Francis, I'm sure. Um, but I don't know. I just think that people don't really, really start paying attention until probably Thanksgiving, Black Friday. And That's um, fair. Kind, kind of like think... with the NBA. A lot of people aren't watching the NBA right now. Promise yeah. that. Yeah, so, I think. I mean, until until Christmas Day, you know, then it's uh, oh, okay, <laughs> you know. But I, I I think that's that's a good point. I, I I think we can, you know, it's it's one of those things where yeah, I I do think there would be some excitement should Marquette have been like a top ten team or top fifteen team, and they're playing Illinois on Monday night next week, and it's like holy shit that's a top 15 matchup. Here we go. All this stuff, you know, when Marquette and Wisconsin are both good and there's some real juice around both teams and there's a little shit talking going on, but yeah, I think you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't ramp up till around Christmas time. And well, Marquette should be, I think it's probably one of the more, I would, I was going to crack a joke. Like when's the last time Marquette had a season to look forward to, but they do now. I mean, the no, smart. You're right. I mean, though, I, I would say that there was, I did a podcast, God, I don't know when, last winter, about just that nobody really cared about Marquette. Like, just their, the lack of fandom was gone. It had gone from, it, it was Herb Cole Bucks with, with Marquette. It had gone from anger to, like, literal, like, malaise. Like, I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, fuck it, dude. It's yeah. fine. And so maybe, and maybe that's it. Like, and, and sometimes I'm not going to lie to you. Like I'll do almost sports therapy sessions with you when I'm, when we're doing these podcasts, because it's like, maybe it's just, I don't have the juice because I haven't been a bas college basketball fan really for the last couple of years where, you know, Wojo sucked the life out of me. And now I have to like ramp it back up and we'll see. I'll, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll take a gander. When they play uh, uh, Southern Illinois Edwardsville tomorrow, uh, the wife was potentially looking at some uh, season ticket package. They have actually a good deal uh, for like three tickets for like eighty bucks. There were three games for eighty bucks, which isn't bad. Uh, and you get National Cut Day in there. Um, so if you are a hoops head and that sounds good to you, would recommend that because National Market Day is is a great time, no matter if you are a Market fan or not. Mitch, I know how you feel about some of the Marquette alum, but not not my <laughs> wife included. But Mar Marquette, oh, no, <laughs> oh is she included? Oh, oh, of course not. Okay. Right. Gotta be careful. Listen, she, I've I've talked plenty of shit on a Marquette person, but uh, <laughs> I should say Marquette people. But all the everyone I know from Marquette is is great people. So yeah, um, sure. it's just more of the general uh, stigma. No, no doubt. 
All right. Well, that'll do it for today's show. Um, rate, review, subscribe. I should have done that at the beginning. Forgot. Follow us on all the socials. Tavern the Keg on Twitter. Mitch Ross MKE on Twitter. And then Tavern the Keg Sports on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. I got it. And then, and then the whole rate, review, subscribe, all that. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully, it'll be a little quieter. We'll uh, talk about betting preview for not only Packers Chiefs. We'll also talk Rutgers Wisconsin. Uh, Rutgers or Wisconsin heads to Piscataway, New Jersey. Hopefully, no letdown. Letdown there. Yeah, I know you'd be excited to go to Piscataway on a random, random uh, <laughs> Saturday in November. Sounds right up your fucking alley. Yeah, um, totally. All right. Take care, guys. Have have a good good week. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Peace. You're not hearing this. It's Ghost Charlie.